One man, one mission to rid the world of low standard and mediocre acting once and for all. Brian Timoney, the world's leading authority on method acting, brings you powerful, impactful, volcanic acting and business of acting techniques in his special acting podcasts. It's Brian Timoney's World of Acting, Unplugged and Unleashed. Hi everyone, it's uh, Brian here and welcome on to today's podcast. I have Rob with me. Welcome Rob. Thank you very much. Good to be here as always. Now, we are going to be talking about acting in real life. So, um, you know, Marlon Brando had an interesting take on this. He said that actually acting in a way is nothing special um, from the point of view that everybody acts in everyday life all of the time. And he had a point, but I do think it is special because... There are differences between what happens in real life and um, what an actor has to do. Should but, there be? Um, I think, yes, I think there has to be, yeah. Okay. I, don't, I, I don't think that it's um, completely... It's not completely normal and natural, Rob, for a start. You know, you can... As an actor, if you're going in front of an audience of thousands of people, or you're in front of a set and cameras and so on, it's like, that is not a normal situation. And you can't pretend that it is, you know, and... You can also, it's impossible to forget yourself, um, to forget that environment completely to the point that you have completely entered into the imaginary circumstances 100%. If that ever happened, you'd probably need to lock you up, right? So, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, there would have been some sort of break with reality if that happened. So anyway, so I don't think it can be the same and I don't think it should be, but we can learn a lot from everyday life and the way that we behave um oh yeah for sure and one of the things that i've noticed and you've probably noticed this too rob is that maybe people act including you rob um differently in different situations absolutely i mean you know a different rob to the rob that my sister knows for example yes um it's basically the same rob but you there's differences. You've yeah. got different. You, you see different aspects to me than than than, than my sister does, and and or, or or other friends or or other family members. Or, you know, whatever. We show a different side of ourselves according to who we're with. That's absolutely yeah. true. Uh, so, for people, for example, when and they're we, all real sides of ourselves, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's actually one. Of the, I had a friend, a family friend, asked me this because they they had a presentation to do at work, and they said that they're going to have to get up and do this big presentation for a lot of people. Yeah. And, of course, knowing what I do, she asked me, you know, do you have any advice about how to, to do this? Did you have any advice? I did have advice, <laughs> but it's probably not the advice she was really looking for. <laughs> yeah. Because I think that most people think, well, if, you know, you're going to do that and you're, a, you know, you've, you're an actor and how do you deal, you know, you're going to deal with your voice and with the emotions and, and do this and do that. And actually... Um, one of the most powerful things you can do in that situation is be completely authentic, be your authentic self. Um, in public speaking, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I think I've talked about this guy before, but it's worth mentioning again because um, it highlights this whole thing. Um was a guy called Jerry Spence, who's a US attorney, and he's a criminal uh, US attorney, and he's never lost a case. And I, I don't know what age he is now, but he's retired and he wrote, you know, he's written books on the subject and he he made a very interesting observation about why certain lawyers will be more successful than other ones. Um, and there's many different reasons, but one of the main reasons he said was about authenticity. And he said that he 
he watches, and this really reminded me of what it was, it's like for actors, generally speaking, when they think they're going to go and learn acting and they go through a traditional acting training, right? Was that he said that they all think these lawyers go into lawyer school and they practice doing trials and speaking to juries. He says, and they're all trying to be clever. He says, they're all trying to sound beautiful in their oratory. They're, they're trying to command the room by physically being confident and present and conducting themselves in a certain way that, that oozes um, confidence and authority. And he said, it's the worst thing you could do. He said, because it's not authentic. And he said, he tells this story about a little guy. He says, I went, it was this courtroom. He says, I heard about this lawyer who's apparently was just winning, he won tons and tons of cases. And he said, I wanted to see what, how he did and what he did. He says, and I watched this guy. He says, a little short guy. He said, I had these little funny round glasses. He's a little bit overweight. And he was a little bit fumbly. You know, he would get in there with his papers and he would fumble with his papers and he would drop a paper now and again and pick it up. This is a defence barrister. This is this is a yeah, criminal lawyer. And on the face of it, this guy looked like a bumbling idiot. You know, he kind of, he would sometimes even lose track and he would come back to a point. But, he, but the thing that, that remained consistent was that he never changed for the jury. He remained who he was. And he was also very clear about the story he was telling um, the jury. And this led to this guy succeeding time and time again. And, of course, when people watched him, they thought, you've got to be joking. This guy? This guy's one of the best lawyers in the country? You know, he said, this this guy doesn't look like it at all. Um, But he was saying that the authenticity of the individual meant that when a jury watched, they didn't think he was faking it. They didn't think he was lying. They didn't think he was trying to do no, anything he, else he, other he, than be who he was. He convinced the jury that he was speaking the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think this is the the big difference is that... Um, Even if he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But I think he was. He was yeah. apparently a very good lawyer. But yeah. it, anyway, um, I, and I think this is what happens, you know, when people have an audience is that they, they start to change their behaviour. And the key is actually... Um, to remain um, who you are and and bring that authenticity to the role. Yeah, of course. And um, and that that is what makes you know the, the biggest impact. But I, I think this this thing of authenticity and and people you know going back to my family friends you know who was saying about how should I be and I said well be your firstly be yourself and and secondly tell a good story you know take tell tell the story. And um, of course, I don't without think... trying to perform it. Yeah, just yeah, that's it. Yeah, because you know what, everybody else is doing a presentation. Is going in there thinking, I've got to speak loudly, and I've got to be speak with authority. I've got to be clever with words. I've got to, do... and actually, people unconsciously go, yeah, okay, but I know you're performing this. And the person who is able to go in and keep all their natural habits and the way that they are and tell the story, mm-hmm. then they're more believable in it and mm. people trust them and they believe more in the story. So um, I digress slightly from what this subject was really about, which is that people act in everyday life. And, and that is true. But when an audience is introduced into the scenario, that's when people start to change their behaviour. And actually what we're trying to do is keep our natural God-given behaviour and not change it because we're being watched well one of the things yeah so so we've we've moved on slightly from from uh acting in real life 
to 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 how do we get that same um authenticity we use when we act in real life how do we bring that to the stage or the the screen yeah i'm open and to so, discuss yeah. them both but, you know it's like it's, you're it's, right acting yeah, in real it's, life it's, 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 you're right going back to you know the rob that your assistant was different from the one sitting here yeah. is that you're right it's different parts of our personality um yeah. that we use at different times and yeah. and which means that we're consummate actors Really, in everyday life, we're consummate actors because we are shifting and changing unconsciously. I think what it is here now, uh, Bright, I think that in real life, what we are is uh, we're not checking ourselves all the while. We're not, uh, yeah, that's it. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. We're not checking ourselves all the while. And so we are um, behaving and engaging with the people we're speaking to displaying whatever aspects of ourselves we display to that particular person. We're doing all of that, warts and all. We're doing all of that with all of the baggage of our past. We are ourselves. We are we are our baggage. We are, we are our, a culmination of all of our memories and our past and, and many other things as well. Um, so we're t- we, 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 in real life, we're taking with us our warts and all and all our baggage. Now, I think, I personally think we should do that as actors on stage and on screen. I personally think we should take all our baggage on stage with us, take all our baggage, all of our psychological baggage, all of our conditioning that you talk about. I think we should take all that on stage with us and, and in front of the camera with us because it's real and it will be seen and it will come through and our foibles and our flaws will come through They'll come through, not the character that we're playing, n- none of that in inverted commas, but they'll come through, it will come through, uh, it will show through the the real people that we are. It will come through mm. and show. And that's interesting. That's mm. what becomes interesting to watch. Yeah. And so um, a lot of these drama schools, um, when I say these drama schools, I mean, we, you and I know which ones we're talking about. Some drama schools yeah. are excellent. And some of them, truly excellent, some drama schools, and some drama schools aren't so excellent. And the ones I'm talking about, what they do is they try and deconstruct you. Mm. They try and, uh, uh, and so they can reconstruct you in a way that they want to churn out. Well, from what and, I've and, seen, and, and, it's, it's, I, I would say all of them do that. I mean, there, so, there may be the, the exception, but from what I've witnessed, they all go through But that's that a mistake, process, because why, but, did, why, why change what somebody is? What they are is the thing that makes them interesting. I've seen some people go into drama, before they go into drama school, they were really good and came out really bad. Because they, they had this, they, it's almost like they, they had a personality removal. That's you know, true. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Now, that's a good way of putting it, personality removal. So why why try and change somebody from what they really are? Because it's what they really are is the thing that's interesting. And I think you should take all that on stage with you. And that's what we do in life, getting back to that. In life, when we're talking, when I'm talking to you now, I'm talking to you now with all of my foibles and all of my flaws, warts and all, and all of my baggage and all of my, my uh, personality defects, which we all have, and, and they're all here. And I'm sure that you see them, and I see yours, and and that's what makes us interesting, you and me, and everyone else, and everyone listening. It was it's what makes us all individuals and interesting and fascinating, and absolutely, you know, uh, watchable, on stage or on screen. Mm. When we don't try and hide all of that. When yeah, we, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And I think that um, going back to this original idea of um, we act in real life. Um, for the you know our listeners 
it would be it's interesting to note your behaviour and how you change in different circumstances. So it, it depends on who you're talking to and where you are. You'll start to modify your behaviour unconsciously without even thinking about it, without even going through a big, you know, oh, I'm going to change my behaviour. You automatically do it, um, which is amazing, um, you know, ability that the human has. As every that. character will do as well. Every character any yeah. writer has written will also modify and change their behaviour according to who they're with. Mm -hmm. So we're not saying here, are we? We're not saying here that we must not modify our behaviour in acting. We're not saying that. We're saying, yes, you do modify your behaviour when we're acting according to who you're talking to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unconsciously, so, yeah. most of the time, yeah. you will. You'll change because of who you're with and what the circumstances are. I mean on stage or in front of a camera, not yeah. in life. But, and, yeah. and, so, and, 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 and so it's not the case, is it, that we should, we should, uh, we should modify our behaviour? No. Uh, it's, so, it's, sorry, it's, sorry, the other way around. It's not the case that we should not modify our behaviour. No. It's not the case, no. It, it's based on what you're perceiving, mm. whether it be in real life or as a character. It's like if you're a character in a certain set of given circumstances, what is it you perceive in that those in that scenario, and then that will dictate how you want to behave. There you go. So, and I think that's true in life too. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I can't believe this, Brian. We're actually agreeing on a lot of things. That's, a, that's again. Is that twice in one morning? I think that's incredible. It's like. I don't know. So something weird is going on here, Rob. Yeah. Weird. Let's do, let, um, let's bring something up that we don't agree with. Yeah. Let's have okay. a. Let's have a <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think this is the you know the and and Brando um, going back to his observation about you know you you we all act is that people are fascinating. They really are. I think that you know without any effort, people are fascinating. Um, people's normal everyday lives can be absolutely riveting um and i think that there's it's you know this sometimes the desire to make things more and better improve the the character or the scene or whatever it's like sometimes you just need to leave it alone because it's already interesting and you couldn't do any more to it to make it more interesting in fact by trying too hard to make it something it's not you take the life out of it and it becomes less interesting um it's very counterintuitive but it's, um, I think we can learn a lot from watching our own behaviour and other people's behaviour in real life and, and watching how easy that unfolds and how instinctive it is to the human to, to behave and do things. Look, if you're on a train or a bus or a tube, have a look around. Watch people. Watch how they behave. It's like they have these unconscious movements and they have these ways of being there. They're not thinking about it. It's just happening. And really, as an actor, you try to capture that as much as possible so that um, it's happening unconsciously and it's, it's easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so perhaps one way of, of doing that, and, and, and it might be an interesting exercise that you can do anywhere when you're on a, tra when, when you're on a tube, as you said, or a train or a bus or whatever, is to observe the behaviour of other people mm. and then observe your own behaviour in the same way. Have I been behaving in the same way or have I been... To to try and... Yeah, just note... Just, just, just by observing them, you're seeing a mirror of yourself mm. and, 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 uh, and, 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 and therefore you understand perhaps a little bit more about your own behaviour and, and to emulate that, to emulate mm. that feeling when you're, when you're on stage. Mm. Um... 
but without trying too hard, without w- 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 without thinking about it too much. Because yeah. the minute you start thinking about it too much, you're getting in your own way, buddy. Yeah, and, and, uh, and it's, it's really trying to uh, continue to develop your first response yeah. and perception to things and go on with your natural impulses. What I always find interesting, talking about being on a tube, and perhaps it's moving off very, very slightly from what we're talking about, but um, often, nearly every time I travel on the tube, uh, a young girl or a woman mostly, will get out some makeup and do her makeup on the train. Get out the compact and look in the compact mirror and put a bit of powder on and mm. perhaps do a bit of lipstick and even mm. do a bit of mascara on the lashes and that sort of thing. And they're, and they're totally unaware of everyone around them. They're not even... They're, they're probably not. They're probably aware they're on the tube, but they don't care. And, uh, and, and, and that is such a natural thing that they're not, they're not doing it with any awareness that no. anyone could be watching them. They're doing it. Uh, they're just doing it. it, it it's like uh, your exercise, private moment, or, um, mm. or is that what you call it? Private yeah, moment. Yeah. Private. It's like your exercise. You do private moment. They're, they're, they're doing their private moment. Yeah. And 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 it's not hard. No. They're just doing it. And, yeah. uh, and it's it's, it's kind actually of, yeah. very easy. But they're not even thinking about it. In, are they? in some ways, yeah. it's like um, I think that acting has been, you know. And the actor's mind also becomes more difficult than it actually maybe is in some ways. I don't, don't, I don't underestimate how challenging it is, but it's more, it's less to do with, you know, about how you're going to do things, and more about how you're dealing with the environment that you have to operate in. But I'll bet you, I'll bet you, anything you like, that the vast majority of actors, if they've got to do that in front of a camera. Mm. And they've got to, they're on their own in the room and the camera's filming them and they have to uh, take out a compact from their handbag and sit in their chair and they've got to put the makeup on and do exactly what the girl does on the tube. But they've got to do that in front of a camera. I bet it would be different. I bet, I bet, I bet you any money yeah. you like that you'd go, she's acting. She's acting putting makeup on. Yeah. Why doesn't she just put the bloody makeup on? Yeah. And it's, <laughs> yeah. I'll bet you it would be different. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. And it is, this is what we're trying to deal yeah. with. This is what the, uh, the whole. Um, um, I guess challenges. So there we go. That brings us to the end of this podcast, which was all about acting in real life and not acting in real life, as it were, or even in acting. There you go. Um, so yeah, speak to you on the next one. Bye. You've been listening to Brian Timoney's World of Acting. For a full transcript of today's show, go to www.worldofacting.com. We'll see you next time.